You are listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast with myself, Caleb Loya. Editing this podcast is my teammate and editor-in-chief, Tatsuya Murao. A couple years ago, my sister and I went on a trip to go hiking at Big Bend National Park. If you don't know where that is, it's a national park at the very, very south end of Texas. And it borders the Mexico-U.S. border and is along the Rio Grande. If you look it up, it's it's a beautiful piece of land. It is bordered by desert, has some Chihuahua Mountains in the background, and is incredibly beautiful for that terrain. And so when we got there, we decided that we wanted to do a 30-mile hike. That was a couple days worth of hiking, and we thought we could get it done relatively easily, uh, given uh, how healthy we were and that we were quite fit. When we got to the park, we decided to go to the main office to get a permit in order to be able to camp. And at that park, you needed permits for camping because of limited space for camping. They required that that hikers just stayed on the trail and then camped at designated spots. And the reason why is because there was a lot of vegetation that was native to there that they didn't want interrupted by hikers uh, coming through. And when we got to the main office, they gave us an entire map of Big Bend National Park and explained to us the different trails that were available at the time. And we noticed that we wanted to do this 30-mile trail, but needed to have a map in order to understand what kind of terrain there was, where water sources were, where we could drop off things in advance, etc., so that we could plan our trip out. And the guide was very, very helpful in explaining specific particularities about the trail, where there were little streams, where there were hard crossings if there was, there was a flood, where you could get shade, those kinds of things. Because on a map that they gave us, those kinds of markers were not there. The map just gave us an overall understanding of the terrain, where the specific trail was in relation to the entire area. And that's what I want to talk about today in this podcast. The difference between the map and the territory. A map is specifically a guideline or an overall depiction of what the specific territory is. The territory is actually the thing itself. And in many different scenarios, you will have people that explain the map and the territory in different contexts. And I'm going to refer back to our context of hiking because hiking is a really, really great context to understand the difference between the map and the territory. And at Big Bend National Park, they needed to have very, very precise maps so that hikers wouldn't get lost out there in the middle of the desert because that could be catastrophic. If you don't follow the map, then you could end up in a place that you wouldn't have wanted to end up, and it could be very dire if you do. And in South Texas, that's very much the case. If you're out there in May or June and the temperature is 60 degrees and you don't have any water, well, that's rough, and you may not make it back if you don't know exactly where you're going. So the map helps you understand where you are and where you're going on a conceptual basis. The territory is the actual experience of going through the 
territory that you are going through. It's the actual experience of wayfinding or finding your way through a specific set of of problems, of different terrain, etc. And the irony is that if two people have the same map and are going through the same specific terrain, they're going to have different experiences. And so when they come back from that 30-mile loop or that trail that they walked on, they're going to come back and tell you something different. So I would have told you, hey, here are the crossings, here's the water, you can get shade here, this spot is really difficult, etc. But somebody else would give you other guidance about the specific terrain because they experienced it in a different way. And that's the irony is that you can have the same map about a specific goal or guideline that you want to achieve, but you can have different perspectives about that specific map. What I want to explain in terms of analytics is that a lot of times people are using old maps in order to explain the current territory. And this is more common than you might think, where the territory changes but the map stays the same, and fundamentally that map is old. Now I'm going to relate all of this to analytics and to data, but what I want to explain is I want to explain a groundwork for what it means when we talk about the map and the territory. In analytics, when we talk about the map, it is usually the reports, the guidelines, the specific things that are in place that tell you where you should be. So this could be something like the amount of revenue you're bringing in, the costs, how your team is performing, etc. That is the map. The territory is actually what's going on on the ground level. That is actually what your staff are experiencing. That is what you are doing on a daily basis. Those are the things that aren't reflected in a map, but are the day-to-day, hour-to-hour things that are done on a daily basis. The ways that you traverse through life, through work, etc. And in your work, the map and territory can be two different things. So let me give you an example of what I mean when it comes to the map versus the territory. Suppose you get in on a Monday or Tuesday morning and you're looking at a report of operational performance and you see that there's a problem in a specific team or team member where the performance is not where it should be or there was a problem or there was a mishap, etc. And so you go to that person and say, hey, I saw that this report showed that this problem occurred. And that team member responds back and says, oh yeah, I, I, I saw that problem last week. It was really not a big deal. I just had to do this, this, and this to fix it. And it wasn't necessarily my fault. It was just because of a system error, etc. And if that happens, then you're one step behind. You're looking at a map that was, let's say, a week or two weeks old, and the problem had already been solved. And so as a leader, you're essentially ineffective, and you're lagging behind what's actually going on. And I see this very, very often in many organizations where their response time for leadership is at a point to where it's almost not useful to give any guidance or give any leadership on a day-to-day basis. And the reason why is because they don't have the tools, the maps, the reports, the the ability to be able to see something in almost real time and respond to it. And as technology and as things move faster and faster, 
in our work, in our organizations, in healthcare, in any industry, then we need maps that are more responsive to specific situations. We need maps that flag specific scenarios and tell us, hey, something's going on here. You need to check on that right away. If you have good reports and a good system for understanding what's going on on the ground level, then you can be more responsive and your leadership ability can be improved greatly. And if you have responsive tools, then the conversation with the staff member can be something like this. I noticed that there was some downtime recorded in the system because of a system error. If that happens again, feel free to go to an IT person in order to solve that problem. And if it's not solved then, then then one of the best things to do is just restart your specific instance and re-input the numbers. This way, we can all know what's going on in the organization. And if you have a conversation like that with somebody, then it's a lot different because what it is, is you are recognizing that there was a problem, that it was solved, and that in the future, something can be done differently in order to solve that specific problem. As a leader, you want to be the most responsive as possible. And the way to do so is have a good set of reports that give you a good overall understanding of what's going on in specific teams that you are leading. Once you have responsive tools, then you can lead in much more responsive ways and be more in touch with your teammates, with your staff members, and with anybody else who is directly reporting to you. And maps can not only tell you where you are within a specific area, but it can also tell you where you should go. And so part of reporting is not only telling you where you are in a specific time frame, but also where you are in comparison to where you should go. And this could be used in a lot of different ways, but one of the best, most fundamental ways you can use this is comparing your actuals versus a forecast. If you have a forecast of where you should go, then you can compare them to the actuals of what actually is performed. And if your actuals are at a specific time frame, then you can measure what you're actually doing as a team, as an organization against that forecast. And that forecast can change, right? If different scenarios change, if different situations change in your industry, organization, or team, then you can adjust your forecast accordingly. But one of the most important things to recognize is that you can, in the same map, tell where you are in relation to other things, as well as where you are going. And that's the beauty of a map, is that when I am plopped down in the middle of Big Bend National Park, in the middle of a desert, then I can tell, okay, this is where I'm at, but I want to go here. And I have a specific time frame in which I want to go there. I want to get to this campsite by the end of the night. And I can tell my progress according to that map of where I should be. If I'm a couple miles out, then I can say, okay, I can get there by the end of the night. If I'm 10, 15 miles out, then then it's a stretch, right? And so it's important to have a good map or in, in this case, a good set of reports that give your current situation in terms of your current environment, but also give a perspective about where you should be. 
this way you have something to strive for as a leader, as a team member, and as a staff member. So wherever you are within the organization, you can have something that you can reach towards as a goal. Now, how can we develop the best maps that reflect the territory? How can we build data tools that reflect what is actually going on at the ground level? Well, I would like to share with you a few tips that we have learned at Arcos Analytics that have helped clients be more responsive to what is actually going on within their organization. The first question I would like to ask you is how responsive are your systems? How often do you get new data about new situations? If you are receiving data on a monthly basis, then most likely you are behind the curve. As a leader, you are working to catch up to whatever is going on on the ground level. This can make you seem very ineffective because if any new situation occurs on the ground level on a daily basis, you only see it on a monthly basis. And often you don't hear about it at all because it's often solved around you and solved without your specific input. So if you're reporting or receiving data on a monthly basis, then most likely you are very, very slow in responding to specific problems, opportunities, etc. You know, a few years ago, let's say 10, 15 years ago, monthly reports were common. You could get reports on a monthly basis and you could be able to change your organization accordingly. You didn't have to be that responsive. And the reason why was because everybody was on the same cadence. Your competitors were looking at things on a monthly or quarterly basis and didn't really need to see things at a faster pace. And there is no denying that the pace of work is increasing and increasing on a year-by-year and week-by-week basis, that people are figuring out how to be more responsive to new situations coming out. Let's use an example of the past year, year and a half, in terms of health guidelines for COVID or health guidelines for any number of diseases. Today, when a health guideline comes out, then for hospitals and and clinics, they need to understand what guidelines come out at specific times in order to be most responsive. If you are a month behind on those guidelines, no way that you are going to be responsive, no way that you are going to be on the ball compared to others in your industry. And so what you need to do is you need to have specific mechanisms in place in order to know when specific guidelines change within your industry or when specific guidance changes or specific rules come out that require you and your team and your organization to be able to pivot quickly. And this ability to change can be the difference between being at the top of your industry and being at the very, very bottom and scraping the bottom of the barrel. If you are able to be responsive as a leader, then you can shine light into new and innovative ways to meet the requirements that come into place. Data tools can not only improve your responsiveness, but it can also give you a specific perspective that allows you to look at a problem in a specific way. And so if you have a specific problem, let's say within your team that you need to solve, then data can help you 
gain a different perspective than the normal perspective for that specific problem. So one problem that I have seen in healthcare organizations is just the ability to track time accurately or track what time is being spent on what specific task or procedure. And there are time tracking tools to do so, but a lot of times the systems that are used to track time are not integrated well within the broader set of technologies that are being used within your organization. And so if you have something like time tracking that is off on its own doing its own thing, then it's very difficult to match tracking of time with costs, or it's very difficult to match tracking of time with costs and revenue and this forecast for the specific day, week, month, or year. And a disconnect between time tracking and your other systems means that you can only solve time tracking in the context of time tracking. But if you can implement time tracking into the greater context of your systems, then you can gain an overall understanding of how time tracking plays an important role in the performance of your team, department, and your organization. You can start to determine how specific behaviors in time tracking can reflect performance down the road. And if your systems are integrated well, then that means that you as a leader can get an overall perspective of what's going on at a very, very ground level. You can understand how somebody's behavior or somebody's specific habits are reflecting the performance across the entire team. Lastly, you want to have a high level of accuracy for your systems. Going back to my experience at Big Bend, I wanted a map that was accurate. I wanted to be able to know which way was north, which way was south, what specific quadrants meant, and how distance was explained within that specific map. I wanted good guides. I wanted to know what topography looked like. I wanted specific details in that map that helped me navigate through the terrain. And having a map for your organization or having reports and systems built into your organization is no different. You want to have accurate ways of understanding where you are and where you're going to go. You want to have good forecasting tools that can be as accurate as possible. And you want good tools that can tell you where you are at a specific time what your performance is as an organization, and how you can improve your performance over time. There are many ways to improve accuracy, but one of the best ways that I know is to input accurate data in the first place. If there has to be data that is imported into your systems, make sure it's as accurate as possible. There are many ways to clean your data, but one of the best ways to do so is to make sure that it's clean going in. Now, that's very, very difficult to do, especially in a large organization. There are many different mechanisms that are usually put in place after data is inputted that involve the extraction, transform, and load process, or ETL process. But fundamentally, what you want is you want good data going in, because as we all know, garbage in, garbage out. If we have bad data going in, we're going to get bad data coming out, or at least not as good as it would have been if the data was clean. And so system accuracy requires a reliable set of data. 
If the data isn't reliable, then that map, that report, whatever you're looking at to make decisions is not going to be helpful. So the trifecta of being able to develop good maps or good systems in order to match the specific territory that you are leading through is to have a high level of system responsiveness, system integration, and system accuracy. With these three things, then you as a leader can be the cream of the crop, the top of the top and the best of the best. The reason why is because I know many leaders who just wayfind their way through the territory. They don't really know what north from south is, east from west. They can't really specifically articulate the direction that their team should go. But if you have a map that is well built, then you will be unstoppable as a leader in your organization and in your industry. And you can reach out to us by going to arcosanalytics.com, finding us on Twitter at arcosanalytics or on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening and I will talk to you later.